Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Cane Radio Ship Shot. Steady Slamming with you here on a very, very, very cold winter afternoon. And going into the evening and nighttime, it's going to get colder and colder. I hope you have the three Ps taken care of. Pets, plants, and pipes. A commercial on TV that's got the three Ps. Price, price, and price. Anyway, that's my three Ps. Protect your pipes, your plants, and as well as your pets. It's going to get very cold tonight. But we're talking golf, where golfers don't like cold. That's why they just uh, playing the PGA Tour coming off of uh, Hawaii and now entering into California. We'll talk about that with Boxcar the, uh, after the break. For now, let's thank our sponsors. Of course, our title sponsor is GolfBalls.com right there Lafayette on Arnold Boulevard in the shopping center there. Anything you could possibly want in golf, they have it or they can get it for you. <coughs> and also, if you want to hit some of their newest and latest golf clubs from all the top-notch uh, c- golf companies, you can try out their demonstrator clubs and hit their uh, newest woods and irons into their simulator and try them out. See if you want to buy a set. Springtime's not that far away. A new set might uh, turn your game around. Who knows? Of course, we want to thank our local golf clubs. Without them, as I always say, we'd not have any local news, right? So uh, let's thank Atchafalaya, Bellevue, Sugar Oaks, Cane Row, Eagle Ridge. And now we've added to the mix St. Mary's Golf Club, where they've had the most recent Acadiana Pro-Am. And we'll be talking about that in a bit. Talking about cold weather, I had a uh, chance today to go uh, and hit some uh, some balls in the UL simulator. What what a great advantage for the Raging Cajuns to have that facility where you can um, hit on a day like today. It's perfect. Go inside and you hit practice balls into a net, film your swing. They got a game you can play. Uh, Hitting into the uh, simulator, kind of like what GolfBalls.com has. Great day for that. It's well worth it. Uh, Oak Farm was closed today, and the golf team was coming out there to practice. But more importantly, I had my twin grandsons with me, Rowan and Aiden, along with Drew. He was already in there when we arrived. And uh, we all got to have a good time, along with Coach Theodore, and uh, hit into the simulated had fun playing those games and then one by one Theodore took Rowan and Aiden aside and gave them a 20-minute lesson with a video lesson that is and showed them uh, what their golf swing should look like and uh, they had a great time so uh, thanks to the uh, Raging Cajuns and Oakmore Country Club they were closed actually Oakmore was there was only two or three cars in the parking lot and two of them three of them were ours and anyway, I dread this time of the year because of that. Plus, there's no college football. Pro football is about to wind down. I know they have two games going on this afternoon and tonight as well, playoff games because of the weather, one of them being moved. But, uh, you know, it's just it's the time of the year from now till, uh, till probably March. We'll be fighting the weather here in South Louisiana. And so because of that, there's very little or no local news from our area golf clubs, but uh, we'll, we'll try to make our way through it anyway. 
Speaking of the UL Raging Cajuns, they begin their season Mardi Gras, February 12th and 13th in Mobile, Alabama at Magnolia Grove. South Alabama is a host team there. And my grandson Drew, <coughs> he'll begin his, well, I, I say his, his season. He has actually two seasons because he plays golf for uh, Lafayette High School in the, the league they have every Wednesday leading up to the state tournaments. They'll have a match against uh, another team. I don't have the schedule in front of me yet. I don't know if it's posted yet. But uh, other than that, he has a schedule on his own where he plays individual play. And uh, the first first one up will be the Sam Burns Football Classic, and that's going to be played February 24th and 25th up in uh, Condren at Squire Creek. Nice golf course up there. And he has a big list of tournaments that he's going to play in in the spring and summer as well to try to get his game uh, worthy for a scholarship because he's looking forward to playing college golf. All right, I mentioned uh, St. Mary's Golf Course. We had our pro-am there this past uh, week. 92 players played on that nine-hole golf course, and uh, the weather turned out quite nice the days we played. And uh, it was a nice event. I enjoyed playing there. It had been quite a few years since I've been there. The last time uh, I played with Brian Sonier, an old friend of mine back from the uh, Tri-Parish days, along with Doug Beard. And uh, we were reminisced, and uh, last time any of us had played there, except for Doug, was back when uh, in the days when Curly had a uh, Tri-Parish golf course. And that's probably 30, 35 years ago, maybe. At any rate, I did have a good time, even though I played poorly, as well as Doug. He didn't play too well either, but uh, we had a good time because uh, got to play with Brian and Doug as well as two of my former teammates when I coached the UL Raging Cajuns back in the mid to late 80s, Tillman Simmons, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Um, from Gonzales. God, my good friend. David Marchand, there we go. Senior moment, folks. It's coming faster than you think. So I got to play with Tillman and, and David Marchand, and uh, we had a good old time reminiscing a little bit. And Tillman ended up winning on the first place team, along with uh, Paul Malados, Paul Ladusur, and Hughes Desimo. They were plus six, winning $105. Once again, redeemable at golfballs.com. Second place with plus three was Randall Falgu, Mitch Guillory, Roger Pisani, and Paul Colson. $75 they won. And then third place, Ryan Desmo, the golf pro at Kane Row, teamed up with Bryson Coons, Todd Ardwin, and Carl Broussard. They won $48 with a plus one score. The low individual players, Jason Abair, low A player, Brian Sonier, my partner there, low B player, and Glenn Gedry, low C player. Hughes Desimo was a low D player. All of those guys won $30, also redeemable at golfballs.com. Brian had an un unusual round. He didn't have too many pars. Through, I think, six or seven holes, he had a birdie, and all the rest were bogeys. So he was like three or four over par. <coughs> 
And in the last 10 holes or so, he made six birdies. Probably made more birdies and bogeys than he did pars, if I could look at his scorecard. But he ended up shooting even par, and I'm so glad he won a low B player. And down at Sugar Oaks, I'm, I'm certain they're not enjoying this cold weather. None of us are. But anyway, we, uh, we continue to promote them in their weekly specials on Monday and Tuesday, 9 or 18 holes. And as I say, they're one of the few courses in our area open on Monday. Their all-day special is $31 on Wednesday, and that's the day they have their scrambles from their Men's Golf Association. So uh, <coughs> their latest scramble on Wednesday was won by Olin Granger and Paul Adusur with minus three. Then on Fridays, they have their shamble, which um, modified edition of the scramble. It's uh, where you hit both you guys, hit their tee shots, you select the best tee shot and then play your own ball out from there. A little bit different animal. So winning the front in the 18 was Tam Rosemond, Nicky Melanson, Bill McNett, and Glenn Dupuy at plus three. Winning the back also at plus three was Kevin Ledford, Robert Burton, Ron Finley, and Ryan Longman. And on Sunday, they had a shootout. Flight A, the winner there was Eric Lachelet with plus six. Flight B, Glenn Dupuy at even par. And then winning all the skins, Eric Lachelet, Tony Bigot, and Ron Finley all won two skins. Bill McNatt and Glenn Dupuy won skin each. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the Gator Golf Club, which most of its members are members out at Sugar Oaks. They have a traveling squad there, tribe, if you will. It travels around South Louisiana playing some of the finest courses from uh, Lafayette, Lake Charles, to Baton Rouge. And uh, they played Mallard Cove in Lake Charles recently. I don't know if it was last year, but nonetheless, this is my most recent results. Winning the eighth flight, or the top flight, was uh, Heath Boudreau, plus four. Winning the second flight was Nathan Como, plus five. And then... What Bard Booty does, he, uh, of course, his computer aids him in doing this. He accumulates all the points that were made, plus points and minus points, throughout the course of the year. And you must play in at least 11 of those events. I think they play um, maybe 12, 13, or 14 or so events. And then uh, what they do, they give a, a end-of-the-year prize, cash money, to uh, the ones with uh, the most plus points. And winning that... This year was Mitch Thibodeau with 14 points above his allotted number. Boyd Booty himself was uh, 11, winning second place. And third place, Mark Ami, plus nine. Once again, they won cash. So in the second flight, the first place winner was Kevin Booty. That's not Boyd's son. I think it's Boyd. Coy is Boyd's son, so that's another Booty. Second place in the second flight, Billy Bear plus seven, and then plus six was Don Duck DeReese, finishing third. As soon as Boyd gets the uh, schedule done for, for next year, he'll uh, pass it on to me. So down at Cane Row, they've been pretty busy. Um, I know they had frost delays both of the, on the weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Makes it a little difficult on, on people who uh, schedule their tea times 
<coughs> like uh, the, the members have an advantage doing one week in advance in case you have another thing to go to an event, like a children's play or something like that. So at Cane Row, their specials, Veterans Day is Wednesday. Active or retired veterans, only $25. Senior rate, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, $35. Twilight rate doesn't apply this time of the year. But like I said, their membership for $142 you get to book your tea time one week in advance. A big advantage there. Uh, they charge a handicap according to the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. They waive your MGA dues. They are licensed to sell UL Raging Cajun merchandise. You get 20% off of soft goods and 10% off of soft goods or vice versa. They have a huge sale going on, but that's the good news. The bad news is they don't have little or no merchandise. Uh, it, it's pitiful how when you want to stock your golf shop, and very few golf shops want to, uh, it's transportation and other issues are causing problems getting merchandise in. So, uh, But they do have Johnny O Polos at 40% off, Johnny O Pullovers at 30% off, Travis Matthews golf shoes, this is a big one, 50% off. And golf bags, which I desperately need one, 30% off. And the hats, caps, visors, and gloves, 10% off. They also have range finders. I think they have a few left. <coughs> that gives you the yardage verbally as well as plays music. Young people are into that. And then the uh, Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, the most re latest and greatest in recent events. Thanks to Mr. Lawson Ruley for getting me this information. If you want to be a member of the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, it's similar to the Gator Golf Club and to the Branch Golf Club and Scott Golf Club where they travel around and play. You don't have to be a resident of Lafayette. Just be a, a male that's 50 years of age or over put up $25. They have activities throughout the course of the year. In the spring, they'll have a crawfish ball, and then in the winter, they'll have a Christmas party. And so they play twice a month. The second Tuesday of the month is their out-of-town tournament, and their last road tournament was played at Copper Mill in Zachary. And the winner of that was Tim Marangos. Second place, Glenn Brero. Third place, John Pierce. Fourth place, Richard Vincent. And then their fourth Tuesday of the month is their home course, ABAB Municipal Golf Course, right there on downtown Lafayette on Mud Avenue. And the winner of that one was Tim Marangos. God, he won both of them. Isn't that something? And then second place, Mike Landry. Third place, Eric Rusin. And fourth place, Sanford Swear. And then... Gulf States PGA, which I'm a member of, congratulations going out to uh, friends of mine. Player of the Year on the Louisiana Assistance Player of the Year was Greg Saunier, former UL Raging Cajun player, now assistant pro at Lake Charles Country Club. And then uh, winning the Player of the Year, Jake Narrow, another good friend of mine, win the Louisiana Chapter Player of the Year, he was also elected president of our Gulf States PGA section. You don't see that too often, where a good player holds the presidency <coughs> of our chapter. Because it, it requires, it's not just a chapter, it's a section 
Louisiana and Mississippi, and it requires a lot of your time traveling a lot and going to meetings and such, and uh, it's not really conducive to being a good player where you have to devote a lot of time to your own game. Then Merchandise of the Year Award, our good friend, both Boxcar and I's real good friend, Robbie Geringer. He was also selected as secretary for the Gulf States PGA section. So uh, busy time of the year for old Robbie Geringer and Jake Narrow as uh, they're going to meetings in preparation for our upcoming year. That'll kill us, reduce us, or done with our local golf news. So uh, we'll uh, we'll take a break, and then uh, coming up on the other side, we'll talk some um, national golf, and hopefully Boxcar will call in and join us over the phone. He's uh, a little reluctant to get out in the uh, weather that's forthcoming, and uh, I don't blame him a bit. He has to drive back and forth to Generette. So uh, at night on an icy, cold road, it's uh, not a good idea. So uh, hopefully he'll join us by way of the phone. Uh, other than that, we'll just take a break and see what happens. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Golfballs.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show, Friday morning at 7 on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots on a very cold January evening. Teddy Sliman with you here in the air chair, and I believe on the other side is my friend and colleague, Ralph Boxcar-Bazeron. You there, Box? Yeah, Teddy. How you doing, man? Cold, brother. It's cold. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, not making me come in tonight because uh, uh, I uh, had a, a long uh, long weekend in Alexandria for my granddaughter's birthday, and then uh, driving back today, you know, I, I, saw, I, was, I don't drive very fast, uh, I have to admit, coming back... Um, and um, I was passed by three or four vehicles uh, about about 15 miles um, south of Alexandria, and, and um, they were covered in snow. And I was like, "Man, I wonder where the where it's snowing at?" Because when I left, it wasn't snowing. But uh, 
Uh, it must have been a little further north, but as it turned <laughs> out, about an hour after I left, um, my daughter-in-law sent me some pictures of the kids uh, jumping on the trampoline in the backyard with uh, snow in it, you know. So, oh, cool. Uh, so, so, yeah, they got their, got their little snowfall um, after I left, and uh, I was just very thankful uh, to be back before, you know, and you know, my, my biggest thing is with the overpasses icing over and stuff, you know, they kind of becomes really dangerous to drive. So I, I hope, oh, just, you know, that's a little off topic, but I, <clears throat> I do hope anyone out there listening, if you are driving tonight and, and heading up to North Louisiana, just, just know that even though it may not look too bad over here right now, just cold, <laughs> uh, there is some, some icy conditions up there. So, um, you know, proceed with caution, as they say. But um, definitely not <laughs> – not much in the way of golfing weather. That that that's for sure. And I would imagine um, tomorrow and, and and possibly Wednesday, I I would have to imagine almost every golf course will be closed because of the um, you know inevitable number one people don't want to play, but number two, the frost you know problem with on the greens and and um, I mentioned that earlier that when you called me today saying you were leaving Alexandria, I was. Uh, at uh, Oakmore and hitting balls in the hitting bay with my two grandsons from Thibodeau, along with Drew mm-hmm. and, and Theodore, and uh, that Oakmore was closed even then. You know, it was only yep. two or three cars in the parking lot, and those were ours. You know, but uh, you know it was yep. pretty good to have that facility. You know, to be able to do that, and, and Theodore's golf team was uh, as we were leaving around twelve thirty one o'clock. They were they were trickling in to hit balls and keep that game honed up. For uh, for this upcoming spring, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, top golf might be busy the next few few days. Yeah, another another yeah, another good uh, kick plug for top golf. You know, they ought to be doing well. You know, uh, we don't <laughs> kind of realize, but um, uh, in in the and I'm sure you know that because you worked up there. But in in the north, um, there are a lot of domed um, practice facilities indoor. Mm-hmm. You know indoor ranges and that's where people that's what they do during the winter time up there the golfers you know and and, uh, and hit balls in these dome facilities and um you know it um you wouldn't think we'd need that over here but it's been, <laughs> it's been a couple of years now that we've had some um some teens and and it's it's odd because uh it's as cold here as it is right now in in, in the northeast as far as the uh you know that we the ambient temperature you know and and uh it's just very, and thank God, you know, the other thing I want to say is just thank God that the farmers were able to get the remainder of the crop, although it was a horrible crop, but they got it in just in time because this would have finished off any any more of the sugar cane, you know. Oh, absolutely, so that's yeah. One thing to be thankful for. Now, the <laughs> downside to that is the few crawfish that had survived <laughs> have now officially gone back in the ground. So, uh <laughs> It's going to be a while before people who uh, want some ball crawfish can uh, can enjoy that. But anyway, getting back to golf, Teddy, I, uh, I know, um, you know, I was reading a lot. Of, I think I counted, um, I think either 86 or 92 players that were uh, that played at uh, St. Mary's Country Club. But, but that was the first time it was the Pro-Am Hotel there, correct? Uh, second, actually. I didn't, second, get, I didn't okay. get to playing it the first time. But Doug went over okay. there and took, took the, uh, the association over there about – Oh, probably about a half a year ago. But I thought that was a um, you know, good turnout. I mean, again, we talked about, number one, you know, nine-hole courses have a little, you know, 
it's just a little harder to facilitate a, a lot of golfers. And I think you mentioned one of the days may have been lost um, due to weather. Right. And uh, and then it's you know it is the longest trek of the um, on the rotation. You know, being in, in Berwick, I mean it's a it's a little little haul. You know, but um, but I thought that was a, a good turnout. And and again, everybody was saying how good the greens were. And and um, as long as you have good greens, that that always lends itself to a uh, enjoyable experience for everybody. So yeah, yeah, uh, it was a good time. You know, I had a good time for the, sure. Yeah, I'm good to see that. Well, where's where's next month going to be held? Uh, Southern Oaks. I didn't mention that in the local. Stuff, oh, okay. In Abbeville, uh, and of course the uh, the week pending on the weather, Doug will decide yeah. that at the last minute. You know. I uh, sure hope uh, they have some good one because. Um, that's um, I, I would like to play. That be, that's what I, I really. I just like that little golf course. Mm, me too. Uh, you know, it's 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 just has a nice mix. I think of some really really short holes, a few challenging long par threes, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of par fives. You know, a couple of them you can get there in two. Just a lot of risk reward. Um, and they, man, since the new management's taking it over, they've always done a what I've seen a really good job in having it in, um, you know, top-notch conditions. No question, uh, yeah. And you uh, and I had fun playing there in other tournaments besides that. So, uh, oh, absolutely. It's kind of like a second home for us. Yeah, and, and you know, they've, like I said, they've really put a lot of work into the golf course itself and uh, uh, have, you know, have a lot of new equipment and and just I think they've kind of redid some of the greens. And uh, um, I'm pretty sure KD, they're still – Yep. Still the pro, right? Yeah. So I mean, you get you have a you know a, a experienced PGA Tour pro in in place to kind of oversee operations, and they have a very uh, a very active and faithful membership, which always um, is nice, especially this time of the year. You know, we always mm-hmm. talk about it's nice to run specials and have cheap stuff and all, but these are the times of the year where your your core membership gets you through these tough times. Uh, paying their dues, even though they're not getting to play golf, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, we gotta appreciate all those guys who, who do that on a, on a regular basis. But you know, getting back to the golf, man, I, you know, Teddy, I couldn't help but but notice, and I did not, you know, in full disclosure, again, this was a week where I didn't watch any golf uh, on TV. Just had had a lot of stuff going on with the kids, but um, I couldn't help but notice. It's really odd. Yet in Hawaii, two weeks in a row, two two winners, Chris Kirk and now Grayson Murray, who both battled addiction problems mm-hmm. and and depression and anxiety and 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 uh, on the brink of giving up the game that brought them, you know, to well, their livelihood, and and uh, and and then for both of them to overcome that, number one is a big enough accomplishment, but to overcome it and win again on the PGA tour is an even bigger accomplishment. And to, for both of them to do it in back-to-back weeks is almost off the charts. I mean, it's just that the, the odds of that happening are astronomical. And, um, you know, I think Chris Kirk is probably a little more popular or likable person. Grayson Murray's a little bit polarizing. Um, you know, he's the guy that if you remember Teddy that Rory told to play better in that players' meeting. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. 
when he was complaining about the you know everything and and uh, he also blamed the PGA Tour for not helping him with his alcoholism. He you know he's kind of alluded to the fact they knew about it for five years and didn't reach out to him or anything. And and I was thinking, I you know look I, the PGA Tour has a lot of things to be criticized about, but is that really their responsibility? You're, you know, essentially an independent contractor. Right. They're not really your employer, you know. Um, and I'm sure there were some people on the PGA Tour that that did try to try to help him out. But he sounds like a guy that has a still has a lot of demons, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, bitterness to him. And uh, I hope he, you know, I hope this win kind of. Because he's very talented. I mean, he's still pretty pretty young. Um, How old is he? Uh, I, I think I don't have that. Yeah, he's early 30s. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I don't know the exact age, exact age <clears throat> mm-hmm. but he's early 30s. And he was kind of, you know, it's kind of a, one of these teen prodigies kind of um, and was expected to, I think this is his second win. but been Yeah, the last uh, 13 months is his second win, so he took Rory's advice, go, you know, play better and win. So he uh, he was good with that. Yeah, well, um, you know, and, and, you know, Rory's not wrong. I mean, if he could play better, he'd beat Tommy Fleetwood in Dubai, but, uh, but that's another uh, another story. But anyway, it, it, like I said, it was, you know, good to see. I mean, um, I kind of, you know, it kind of looks like we, we get the Hawaii swing behind us and, and now trek over to the West Coast and, and start some of the, the stuff. Um, and, and, and by the way, did you get any feedback from 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 Brian and his group uh, in their their trip to to, to the Pebble Beach? You know, the holidays hit, and I was out of town, and I I never re- really sat down with Ryan and, and and talked about it. He got sick as well and stayed home for two or three days. So, no, I, I haven't. I talked to Alan a little bit about it, and. Uh, he had a great time. I mean, he went with his son, so that was a treat right there, you know, and, and yeah. got to play with him at Pebble Beach and all the other nice courses. So uh, he was, uh, he said, uh, from what I remember talking with Alan, he said that his big problem was uh, the greens, trying to figure out the slopes and the speed of the greens, and uh, that yeah. threw him off, you know, because they, they play sure at Pebble Beach. They play on Poana, you know, which we're not used I'm to. I'm sure he didn't have any uh, any trouble hitting that, that <laughs> hybrid. Uh, no, <laughs> that dude hits the ball pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. But, um, yeah, so anyway, so, so congratulations to Grayson Murray. I mean, he, uh, again, now sets himself up, um, you know, exempt for the rest of the year, has invitations to the Masters, U.S. Open, all, all that good stuff. Oh, you're not kidding. The perks of winning and, and takes a lot of it leaves a lot of pressure on players. So and, and, um, and you know, box score he had he had he also had a um, I think in twenty twenty two he he was playing in Bermuda or, or scheduled to play and he had that uh, scooter accident. Remember that where he, he had to withdraw. Yeah. That's probably because yeah. of his alcoholism. <laughs> why he had the accident? Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just assuming that, but. You know, no, I, mean, I, I know. And he fell, he fell to 803 in official world golf rankings. Now he's 46. So, uh, yeah, that's perseverance and persistence. You gotta, you gotta give him credit for that. And he gave credit to, you know, his surrounding family and team for supporting him. And and you know, that to have that that perseverance and and persistence to uh, to come back. 
and like you said, it's not easy on the PGA Tour, regardless of what you know your background is. Yeah, I think you know honestly, <laughs> I think probably, and we, we're we're seeing that more in today's world because of social media and just the way things are covered, uh, you know, news. But I'll bet you, even going back to the days of. Uh, you know, probably Hogan, Nicholas. I mean, we knew those guys loved to drink. Okay? Oh, God, yeah. Stuff. I mean, big time. And so there was probably a lot of alcoholism, so to speak, on, on the tour. Now, how it related to to their play, or the, you know, the, uh, it looks like now it's more associated with depression, uh, kind of a way to escape from the pressures of trying to make a living yeah. doing this. You know, I mean, and it's look for for our, for fringe players, it's 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 tough. You know, it you know it's we all kind of all assume they're all millionaires on on tour. That couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, a lot of them are, but the ones that are kind of barely hanging on to that card. When you look at expenses per year, how much it's costing them to to be on tour, everything else. They're not, you know, a lot of them actually owe money to the sponsors and backers and uh, investors. I mean, we look at even Tony Finau, who's one of the world-class players. I mean, still kind of up in the air about that lawsuit against him and his brother, you know, from that, uh, that, that family that loaned them money to get their career started. So we never know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. And I think you always have to kind of have a little bit of, uh, you know, compassion and, and, and understanding uh, for the exactly, you know, the, the pressure they go through, especially when you're not playing well and you're missing cut after cut and you're looking at you got your mortgage due, you got, you know, you got three or four kids you're supporting, you got all this stuff, <laughs> and then you're wondering, you know, it's, 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 it's like, you know, it's not like a regular job. I mean, you, you don't have a guaranteed income. It's right. not like any other sport, you know, um, well, I mean, there's a few others that you have to kind of, you know, tennis, stuff like that, that you have to play well to, to earn money. But not like baseball, not like football, not like basketball, where you got con- contracts. Right. Uh, you, yeah, maybe you you got a sponsor, you know, Callaway, Titleist, Ping, whatever, and, and they're giving, you know, you got some income mm-hmm. from that. But you still got to go out and perform. And if you don't, those sponsors are going to drop you in a heartbeat anyway. Uh, so you won't have that, and then you're back to the mini tours and grinding, and you know we all know that really on the mini tours you kind of you're lucky if you break even at the end of the year, even if you're a pretty good player. So um, you know overcoming all that, and um, yeah, I mean it's for the guy, you know, it, mean, it, it's open. it's the reason they're they're aggravated at the live golf, you know, because they're paying those guys up front before they perform, and you know. It, Golf's one of the last sports that, you know, professional sports where you get paid according to how you perform, you know, along with tennis, yeah. like you mentioned. But it, it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know, maybe golf's making a transformation. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see in the years to come what happens with Liv and the PGA Tour and the battle they're having. But uh, it makes sense that the other sports, the players get pl- paid on their potential, how they performed in the past, and not in golf. It's totally opposite. Yeah, and again, I, I, it's because it's it's not nobody owns you. You know, I mean, you uh, you know, it's not like a team has the rights to you and 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 uh, uh, whatnot. You know, um, now, you know, 
obviously opportunities have opened up for collegiate golfers with NIL and and they can now make money doing that and we we, we know there's some opportunities there uh, and they're not going to get rich like some of the other players in in, in, in other sports but um, but yeah once you once you get on tour you know you gotta you gotta earn your you earn your way and and, and um, you know again I'm, I'm I'm glad for the young man um, you know it's it was a, a pretty exciting. I mean, the way it ended with a playoff and uh, him holding a really long putt, uh, actually, and kind of felt bad. I mean, you know, you, you look at the pressure of this, and we, we you know, it's it kind of exemplified in how, you know, two, number one, Keegan Bradley, who's a six-time winner on tour, and, and uh, you know, go, goes to one of the easiest holes on the golf course, the par five. Last hole just needs a birdie. Most of the guys are hitting it on in two, and he hits a bad drive and has to lay up and then hits a so-so third shot, misses his birdie putt, goes to the playoff, and then he loses. And Ben on has a four-foot putt to win in regulation. He misses a four-foot putt. So, you know, it, it goes to show you all the all the, the chips that the, the dominoes had to fall in place for Grayson Murray to, to even have that opportunity. But – you know, I was also thinking, Teddy, um, on, on, you know, just looking at Keegan Bradley, and, and we know last year he was one of those guys that had a great year and was really in discussion for a spot on the on the Ryder Cup, you know, and uh, just got left off. I mean, he was right, right, right on the fringe. And, um, you know, he, he, again, won six times, but 39 years old, and he – He's gone some pretty good stretches without winning or playing, you know, really, really well for, for a couple of years at a time. And, you know, how, how exactly, how, in your opinion, as a golf professional, how tough is it to, to, to kind of, I don't know, turn it on and off, you know, kind of, you, you kind of lose it, you get it back, you lose it, you get it back, you know, and, and you that perseverance that it takes to, to keep doing that. Well, you're not kidding there. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's why kudos to Grayson Murray, not only for battling, you know, his, his uh, physical problems, but the mental, mental aspect of playing top-notch golf is, is beyond, you know, beyond the beyond. It's, uh, it's what separates, as they say, the men from the boys, you know, the, the Ben Hogan's, the uh, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus. The, their mental approach to the game of golf, in my opinion, was far superior to the average golf pros who competed against them. And so that, that was a big advantage they have. It wasn't in their, necessarily in their swing or their putting stroke or whatever. It, it was in their mental toughness and uh, perseverance and how they could block out, to me, you know, everything else and focus on that one task at hand, and that's hitting a golf ball, which is amazing, you know. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, now, the, you know, we turn our attention. They're going from Hawaii to uh, California now with the West Coast swing, as they say, coming up. And that's the American Express, also known in, in years past as the Bob Hope Desert Classic. They, and this is a unique tournament they're, they're coming up with here because it, Bob Hope established it. But it played on three different courses with a 54-hole cut versus the old traditional 36-hole cut. And then right. the, the last round, the Sunday round, we played at uh, Pete Dye's TPC Stadium course. And uh, that's an interesting course as well. So uh, 22 now of that the... Was, 
What's that? That wasn't part of no. That wasn't part of the that course wasn't around. Oh no no with no, the no, original, no. With the original Bob Hope. No know. no no. But the concept was, you know, that yeah. they played three different courses, and then all you know had a fifty-four hole cut, which is oh, no, unique yeah. on the PGA Tour, and and it makes you think of the fifty-four holes live plays, you know. But uh, there's no cut yeah. on that, and that's a totally different animal. But this, but this, you know, this this, yeah, that 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 tournament used to be so much fun back in the day to watch, um, you know, when Mr. Hope was the host and. You had all those celebrities who, you know, I remember watching growing up, you know, and and, uh, and you had even guys like, you know, you, can you imagine right, you know, today the president of the United States playing golf on, on, on TV? I mean, it wouldn't happen. But Gerald Ford was out there, you know, and everybody, yeah, you know, right. and the, the gallery was ducking, you know, because uh, how bad he was. Yeah. Um, but it was so much fun to watch these guys uh, interact with the, uh, with the crowds and and um, and it was just a different time back then with the with the pro am itself and I I'm trying to remember what celebrity it was it was an actor you know and and um, man his 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 uh, attempts at making the cut for I don't know how many years and then finally one year I remember when he made when he finally made the cut and it was like such a big deal because it was like twenty something years he had played you know he each time and, and had had never made the cut in the pro am and um it, it was a it was a like a really big deal and it was it was it was just I, I just really enjoyed it back then. Now nowadays it's you know it's just what it is. It's kinda lost it. Well yeah, I mean Bob Hope made you know, made the tournament what it was and it was yeah. just, it was his, you know, uh and, and, and his his entourage. I mean all the other actors, you know, supported each other back then and played and I mean, it was what they called the uh, clan. Uh, was it clanbait, or was that uh, uh, the other one? The other guy that did it, uh, Frank's not not Frank Sinatra. I'm forgetting the guy's name. Yeah, anyway, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. That's it. Yeah. And anyway, they had a good time together. All those old actors playing. Oh, and, yeah. You know, they 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 contributed. Frank Sinatra was part of it too. I mean, the the, the, yeah. the whole you know, those guys are all yeah. They they were just. It was fun. It, it uh, uh, change is yeah, tough, but we're going through it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It, 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 anyway, it, uh, twenty-two of the top fifty of the official world golf rankings are playing in this event, so it's a pretty big deal. I, I think they've elevated to one of those designated events, so uh, that's pretty impressive. Also playing in the tournament, and uh, is Daniel Berger, who's been off the tour for for a while with. Uh, back injuries and uh, i think it's been over a year since he's participated and then also michael block you remember that name from back the pga in, in may when uh the club pro not only made the cut but uh was in contention played the final round with uh, rory McElroy, and uh he ended up failing falling off the chart but still finished well and and now he'll be uh on a, a sponsor's exemption be playing in that so uh that's it ought to be exciting to watch yeah, I think so. You know, it, it, it again, uh, and and there, we kind of remember that going back with Tiger. A lot of a lot of guys, uh, you know, don't really like pro ams. <laughs> um, a lot of the top players. Uh, so you know, these uh, these rounds will last six, you know, six hours sometimes, and 
as a professional, you might actually miss the cut yourself, but you're still playing because you, you, your team made it, you know, made the cut. Um, so uh, it can be a little bit of a different experience. But, um, you know, it's good to see that they have that many, actually, guys. And I think some of that can be attributed to the, the FedEx point system and, you know, kind of the change in some of the dates on the on tour and how, how – how you have to kind of do your schedule these days and uh, uh, plan things. So I'm, I'm good, glad to see they have a, a good field, and, 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 and that's encouraging going forward. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of good to see some of these old names, like Daniel Berger, you know, pop, yeah. pop back up and, you know, and you know, see, see what they have left in the tank. Okay, so uh, across the world there, they had another tournament that was uh, pretty interesting in Dubai. And uh, the winner of that was Tommy Fleetwood. He uh, <laughs> unbelievably edged out Rory McIlroy with a fupa that Rory made on the last hole. Rory had a one-shot lead going into the 18th hole and uncharacteristically hit his ball in the water and made a bogey. And at the same time, Tommy Fleetwood knocked in a 16-foot birdie putt to uh, to win and beat Rory. And uh, <sighs> Tommy Fleetwood's a story in itself. He's a... Uh, he does not have a win, I think, on the on the PGA Tour. That's his seventh yeah. win uh, in, on the DP Tour. But he has the stamp of being the highest ranked money-wise, the highest uh, paid golfer that's never won. <laughs> so that's not a good stamp to have on you. No. He's got uh, a lot of money, no. though. <laughs> no, and then there's been, you know, he – I, I wish I could remember some of the guys in the past that had that <clears throat> dubious distinction, but there's there was a lot of a lot of guys like that. You know, it's like, man, this is the guy you know, that has made the most money, has never won. Then, <laughs> yeah. Bobby and then the next guy takes over. <clears throat> it um, uh, but it's hard. It really is hard to believe because he's been such a force on the you know DP World Tour, the whatever you want to call it, European Tour. I mean, uh. <laughs> uh, fact majors. I mean, he he's just been a world class player for a long time. Ryder Cup fixture, you know, and and right. yet to think he's never won on the PGA Tour. Now, some of that's attributed to the fact that he doesn't play, you know, full time PGA Tour right. schedule. Um, but he's had his chances. You know, he's had he's been in position before, and just hasn't kind of closed out the deal. So, yeah. Um, but- it, it's just he, he seems like he's always in contention, a pretty consistent player that's always up there in the majors but never never won. That's It's like you said, it's hard to believe that he's never won on the PGA Tour. But uh, I was shocked when I found out that stat maybe uh, six or eight months ago. When, uh, yeah, because he's the kind of guy you think would would win a lot because because of the fact that he he doesn't do anything great but he does everything really good. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. He doesn't hit the far ball exceptionally far, but he's plenty long enough. He, you know, he's very accurate off the tee. He's a really good arm player. You know, I'm not, he's a okay putter. He's not, but he's not bad. Um, you just would think that his all around game um, would lend itself to, to winning more, but, Again, that goes to show you just how dang on hard it is to win on tour, Teddy. It, 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 you know, we we hear these great stories like Chris Kirk, like Grayson Murray, and 
can you imagine the chances of those guys, you know, winning before a, a Tommy Fleetwood? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. You know, Chris Turkey won before, and so did Grayson Murray. But I'm just saying, you know, in any given time frame, I mean, I take Tommy Fleetwood over them eight days of the week. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're putting you put it into perspective, Boxcar. You know, it's, it's hard to believe those two guys, Kirk, Kirk and Murray, would win on the PGA Tour before Tommy Fleetwood. You know, it's just that, that puts it all into perspective. Yeah. So hard to, hard, so hard so, to do it. So hard it? To, uh, yeah, to cross yeah. that winner's line. And we take, take, I guess, for granted sometimes just how good some of these guys were and how many times they – I'm not talking about even majors. I'm just talking about, you know, regular wins on the PGA Tour. Um, to, to think of how many times, you know – uh, Nicholas and Tiger Woods and Watson and all these guys won. It's just incredible. You know, I think you could see it up and have to beat another 143 guys, you know, in any given week. Um, and since you mentioned pretty, Tom Watson, fair. you know, he's my, my big time superhero, even though he's my age. But uh, yep. he started a. Um, now the Champions Tour, which Tom Watson doesn't really play on that much, uh, but he, but he's part of a, a movement to, to uh, get a, a Champions Tour event to be played in Japan. It's going to be next September or this September. Uh, in fact, his birthday September 8th through through 11th. And uh, he's won twice when he was playing on the PGA Tour in Japan. And uh, he's, uh, <coughs> along with uh, with the CEO of, of the Champions Tour, I can't remember his name right now, but... Uh, they're, they're, they're going to start this tournament in Japan, and that's going to be a pretty good, pretty big deal because Japan is like the second largest country with golfers, golfer-wise, so uh, next to the United States. And it's hard to believe a little, yeah. a little country like that. But what they're doing, the Japanese airlines is going to transport the players from Canada where, where the, the last stop will be and then transport them back to Canada where the next stop after the Japan tournament will be. So... That's good to see, you know. I mean, uh, the champ yeah. the Champions Tour is, is growing leaps and bounds as well. Well, and and man, Japan is a, a market that I mean, when you're talking about crazy for golf, it's, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a different level over there because again, you've got limited access. You know, you I, I don't exactly know the the ratio, but if you had to say number of golf courses available to play per capita versus the U.S. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's incredible how, how few courses they have and how many golfers they have. And it's, their, their <laughs> ranges are just wildly popular. I mean, they have like multi, you know, decks, like maybe five stories of, of a, on a range that, and they're full all the time. <laughs> and, and when you talk about equipment, they, 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 they spend so much money. It's, it's, it's not like you're going to buy, I set off the off the racket, you know, wherever they they their their typical set might cost ten thousand dollars, you know, a Japanese golfer. I mean, they they go they go full bore. So to you know to t- tap into that market is a I think a a really good 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 idea, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't yeah. been a you know you've seen a few really good Japanese players over the years with. Uh, I remember Aoki, and and there's been a couple others, right? But not like a ton of them. Like, like other you know countries have come out. So I mean, yeah, even, I mean some of these champion tour golfers resonate very popular with the 
for the Japanese population. So, so good, good for good for them. And by, by the way, speaking of Tom Watson, do you, you still have that autographed picture that I uh, had got for you when I um, I wrote to him that time? Hmm. That I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be a good thing. Yeah. It's I remember be. I, I wrote <laughs> Tom Watson and I told him the story about how you know how you had played for LSU and and how much you loved his, his career, you know, followed his career and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I never expected, and, and you know, it was months later. Mm-hmm. But I get this envelope in the mail, and it's an autographed picture with Tom Watson, and I, I brought it to you. But hopefully, you have it somewhere in your collection. Oh, I'm sure I do. Uh, I must. It wasn't personalized. It's just you know. Yeah, yeah. Tom Watson, but I mean, it was cool. I mean, I, I thought well, it was, it was good to see him getting involved in in stuff. You know, like kind of like Tiger Woods getting involved with the uh, battle against Liv. It's good to see Tom Watson at least contributing you know so and now you yeah. you'll know the answer to this question talking about japan i know Strixon is a uh company based out of japan but aren't there other companies that you know manufacture golf clubs and equipment from japan yeah uh homa um uh h-o-m-a um yeah Strixon's real big uh <laughs> how about mizuno was, no yeah mizuno mizuno uh it started off in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, but they now do most of their manufacturing actually in, in uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, of all places. But um, no, how? Yeah, how, there's. How about that PGX? Is where's that? That no, no, no. That's that's strictly American. That was started by Mr. Bob Parsons, who's oh, a okay. uh, Marine uh, veteran, and uh, there in I think Arizona or California. It's kind of west coast based um but no pxg is is not but uh but there and there's some other I, i'm just kind of drawing a blank right, right yeah, now no worries. But, well, but, look, uh, we're running short of time we're gonna far. have to uh cut cut it off because uh we have the chs coaches show coming up so uh okay. we're gonna have to i uh, thank you for uh, for calling in and uh be safe be careful tonight and uh you know hopefully the weather will not be so bad but uh thanks for calling I in know. boxcar appreciate it all right all right, so uh, as I mentioned, the CHS Coaches Show with the voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry and Coach Desimo coming up. The first one of the year for them this year, I believe. So uh, there will be some interesting things we'll hear from Coach Desimo and Tony Landry. Stay tuned for all that. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Golfballs.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vines, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, Golfballs.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at Golfballs.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, 
wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM. New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. 